Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, lolly, lolly. <laughs> Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colac and District. 88.7 FM along the coast and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How goes it, Max? Yeah, good. How's your Anzac Day been? Good. Pretty uneventful or uh, <laughs> just out and about? <laughs> what have you been up to for the week? Uh, not much. Not much? <laughs> just a quiet one? Yeah. Yep. Back after school holidays, into the mm. swing of all those things? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Uh, we're getting to the last week of April, which for a number of the OCRFM presenters means that they're getting to the end of their Give It April challenge. And I did something really dumb yesterday. <laughs> uh, do you remember what I've got to do for my challenge? Was it walk a certain amount? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I'm trying to r- replicate the OCRFM frequencies over the past 30 years. So I've done 88.7 thousand steps in week one. I've done 98.3 thousand in week two. Last week's was 99.1 because that was the original um, Colac Public Radio frequency when it first started out. And yesterday I started the final one, which is the original Otway FM frequency. So it's 104.7 thousand steps. But I've looked at my week <laughs> and I've realised mathematically all I have to do is, and I say all I have to do, but 14,900 steps per day, roughly. Just under 15,000. However, <laughs> I've looked across the week going, well, I've got scouts that night, cubs that night, I've got a scout meeting that night, and I've got a school meeting that night and that night, and on Friday night I've got a comedy thing. So there's going to be not so many hours in the day. So yesterday I did something really dumb to try and push up <laughs> the amount of steps in one day. I walked from Colac to Corarook <laughs> and uh, only stopped because it was starting to get reasonably dark. Yeah. I was aiming to try and get a little bit further out to Corregulac, but uh, yeah, so that only took me to 18,000 steps in the day. I was trying to get 20. Anywho, that that was the silly stuff that I got up to for this radio station yesterday. <laughs> um, but we uh, we best get this show on the road and find out uh, what's in... I think it's a brand new Yumbox, isn't it? We finished off the, uh, the Yumbox last week. Let's find out what's in the new one.
Max is looking at me strangely with a look of, uh, are you serious? Uh, no, sorry. My apologies. We have one thing left in the unbox. We're not onto a, a new one just yet. Uh, so what is our final treat from the Ukrainian Yum Box. The creme brulee milk chocolate bar. Sounds like a good thing to finish on. Creme brulee. Are you a creme brulee fan? Yeah. Yeah? Not too bad of a dessert? Um, but by name alone, I would have been thinking creme brulee. That's a French word. So what's it doing in a Ukrainian Yum Box? Anyway, Ukraine has long taken inspiration from the French. Ah, there you go. That's <laughs> That answers my question straight away. Because, uh, oh yes, of course, the country's most famous dish is the chicken Kiev, which is technically a French thing. In the 1840s, Russian royals sent chefs to Paris to learn their culinary skills. When they returned to Kiev, they created a chicken version of a French veal dish, and voila, the chicken Kiev was born. So this particular item from the Yum Box takes the gooey French creme brulee, and adds luxurious Ukrainian chocolate, creating one of the best chocolate bars in the whole wide world, apparently. The Creme Brulee Milk Chocolate Bar. Now, it's looking quite decadent there. It's all wrapped up in a uh, gold wrapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, stamped with Roshin, the brand of the chocolate. And... I'm assuming the creme brulee is kind of like a caramel cream on the inside, but look at that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reminiscent of a caramello koala. <laughs> That's the consistency of the the gooiness on the inside. You having a nibble on the chocolate there? What's your thoughts? Different. Different? Yeah. I guess, yeah, we're so used to that caramelly centre being just a pure caramel. This creme brulee has a much milkier taste to it, creamier. Mm-hmm. The chocolate... I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? don't know. <laughs> I, it's very cocoa-y. Yeah. It's not like a dark chocolate, but you can definitely taste the, the cocoa infusion. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's not the best chocolate bar I've ever had in my life. Yeah, Certainly so. not the worst. <laughs> the creme brulee centre gives it a very unique taste indeed. Mm-hmm. But uh, thumbs up, thumbs down? Two thumbs up. <clears throat> Two thumbs up? No yep. problem. Uh, we've got uh, four more questions to go on our Ukrainian trivia. Do you want to pitch your wits? Mm-hmm. See how you go with this one. Uh, was it you asking me or was it me asking you? I was asking you. Do you want to go again or? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because I've just realised that, yeah, I thought it was me answering the questions this time around. So, question one then. The world's largest what was built in the Ukraine? A. Barn. B. Fire hydrant. C. Crossword puzzle. D. Fishing rod. Hmm. Having learnt about the Ukrainian bits and pieces over the past few weeks, um, nothing's really standing out as <laughs> uniquely Ukrainian. Um, I'll say fire hydrant just for the novelty value. No. Nah. It was a crossword puzzle, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Ah, dang it. That was going to be my second guess. <laughs> On January 19th, Orthodox Christians in Ukraine, A, eat potatoes with every meal, B, plunge into an ice hole, C, gather silver objects, D, walk over hot coals. Ooh, none of them sound pleasant. Ukraine, oh, Ukraine's pretty cold, I'll say the ice hole one. Yep. Does it say why they do that, or is that just a thing they do? Um, Not just a thing? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Scientists found one of the world's oldest maps in the, in Ukraine. It was written on a, a mammoth tusk, B, a flat piece of wood, C, a cave wall, D, a blue leaf. Well, you wouldn't have thought that the leaf would have lasted that long. Uh, cave paintings have been around for quite a long time. Wood rots away. It would have to have been preserved pretty well. So it's either going to be mammoth tusk or cave wall. I'll say cave wall. No. Oh. It was, was it? the mammoth It tusk. was the mammoth tusk. Ah, dang it. Which of the following is not a Ukraine custom? A. Celebrating New Year's twice. B. Greeting guests with bread and salt. C. Striking family members with hollow branches. D. Carving wooden figures for a week. Okay, so one of them's not right and the other three are. Is that correct? Which is not a... Which <laughs> of so the following is not, not a... So Ukraine three of them are real things. Okay, so I know there's other customs where they... Um, did you say salt? Um, celebrating New Year's twice. Um, greeting guests with bread and salt. Striking family members with hollow branches. Or carving wooden figures for a week. Okay, so I'm thinking the the salt thing's probably like an evil spirit thing. Celebrating New Year's twice. Because it depends how you, if it's like a, you know, we have New Year's, there's Chinese New Year, maybe it's something like that. Wooden figures, I don't know. And striking them with sticks... You're giving nothing away with your uh, facial expression there. It is absolutely stoic. I will say all of them are correct except the wooden figurines. Yep. Oh, no, I got that right. (laughs) Okay, so they do all those other things. Yep, except for carving wooden figures for a week. Right. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that wraps up our uh, Ukrainian trip through the Yumbox. Uh-huh. What a journey it has been. Uh, we'll take a quick break and then we're going to get straight into this week's topic. So stick around here on Afternoon Delight. <laughs> It is 
time on Afternoon Delight to have a look at this week's topic, which is whiz fizz. <laughs> what do you know about whiz fizz, Max? Uh, not much. Not much. <laughs> do you know what it is? What? <laughs> sherbet? Yeah, pretty much yeah. sherbet. It's an Australian brand of sherbet that's uh, been around um, for a number of years. Uh, how, how old do you think whiz fizz is? Don't know. When do you think it started? No idea. <laughs> do you want to have a rough stab in the dark at a decade? 19-somethings? Mm-hmm. 90. <laughs> 90s? Earlier. Way earlier. 1960s. Uh-huh. WizFizz has been around for, uh, yeah, decades, in fact. It, I assumed, yeah, as a child that, you know, perhaps it was just a 90s thing, but nay. <clears throat> it's been around for quite a long time. Uh-huh. So, uh, WizFizz started out in the uh, 1960s, um, and it's been manufactured for a number of years by Finer Foods, F-Y-N-A. They are most commonly sold at uh, convenience stores and supermarkets in little packages, and they're well known for their tiny little plastic shovel that you can use to uh, eat the sherbet straight out of the bag. It's probably the only... Lolly, I can think of that comes with a serving implement like that. Um, Dunkaroos and Nutella and things like that have little flat discs, but this is a tiny little shovel. I've gone to a lot of effort to make the shovel. <laughs> um, back in the 1960s, uh, all the way through to 1996, WizFizz packets had Disney characters on them. So originally they had faces of Pluto, Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse. Um, from 2002 to 2007, they were replaced with characters. So there was Screaming Mimi, Weird Wally, Gross Gus, Nerdy Neil, and Dr. Freak. Now, these are the WizFizz packages that I remember from my childhood because they were these grotesque uh, characters that were kind of the the faces of nightmares <laughs> but that's what was being used to promote this sherbet product on the outside um so we're going to post them up on the afternoon delight facebook page um i'm gonna show max um some of the 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 packaging from the the old ones just to see so these days whiz have these happy-go-lucky kind of caricature monster looking things maybe i don't know what happy little aliens would you describe them as that yeah like monsters yeah yeah but this is what was on the front of whizfuse packets for a number of years screaming mimi she's got her eyeballs popping out a huge salivating tongue gigantic lips and teeth uh, Nerdy Neville has a similar sort of thing. He's looking very pimply and uh, got big bulbous nose. Gross Gus has two different coloured eyes that are bulging. His tongue's hanging out and it looks all... What would you call it? Bumpy. Bumpy, Bumpy yeah. So uh, these were the things that used to sell Whizfizz. <laughs> um, I don't know where or why the backstory of the strange characters came from but um yeah dr freak had a similar sort of bulbous nose little goatee beard tufts of wild hair 
would that have encouraged you to buy things as a child, do you think? I don't know. Not sure? You just had to live in the moment? Um, so, uh, since 2011, uh, the WizFizz packs were relaunched based on a planet theme with intricate illustrations, kind of space alien, monstery looking stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite an enduring brand because they produce over 16 million sachets of WizFizz every year from their Melbourne factory. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of WizFizz. Uh, products throughout the range over the years have included just the original sherbet, just the white powder, uh, Whizfizz black and orange tongue, so it would change the colour of your tongue, uh, the sherbet cones, which were introduced in the 1970s. It's a wafer cone with marshmallow, hundreds and thousands, and then sherbet in the cone. They've also had fruity pop lollipops with Whizfizz centres. Um, the Whizfizz fizzes try saying that ten times fast, uh, were available in strawberry, cola, lemon and orange flavours, so they were kind of a taffy lolly with a um, sherbet centre. And then the party pack, which was original sherbet, some lollipops, fizzes and also fads. So fads are also produced by Finer Foods. Um, originally they were called fags and they were pretend cigarettes, Yeah. but uh, over the years have... Um, been rebranded to look less and less like them, so they're more lolly sticks now. Previously in the range, they also had a WizFizz ring, so you could uh, suck on the outside of the jewel kind of um, outer layer and then get to a WizFizz centre. Blue tongue sherbet, similar to the black and orange, would change the colour of your tongue so you'd become a blue tongue lizard. <laughs> they had sour sherbet, strawberry sherbet, cola WizFizz, and hoppy pops which um, were similar to the lollipops that are available now, except they featured Hopalong Cassidy on the packaging, who's a, a an old radio serial star. And very occasionally, there's limited edition WizFizz products. So over Easter, I noticed that they had WizFizz eggs. Did you see those? Yeah. Sherbet Center yeah. eggs. So cho- milk chocolate on the outside, and then a sherbet cream and popping candy center. But, uh, yeah, they've celebrated 60 years plus of uh, sherbet. So let us know. Jump on the uh, Afternoon Delight Facebook page or the text line 0439 329 713. Let us know. What are your whiz fizz memories? Um, Now, I know when we spoke to Australia's lolly doctor many, many, many years ago, um, speaking of the fads and the um, Big Boss cigars, they were replicating kind of the, the grown-up adult things where kids would pretend to smoke uh, lollies. <laughs> Apparently, people used to do some not-so-nice things with the uh, the sherbet as well and give themselves a very itchy nose. So uh, sherbet goes in your mouth. That's, a, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but uh, let us know. 0439 329 713. What do you think of when you think of WizFizz? Uh, we'll be back after this short break to go head-to-head with a couple of WizFizz products. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time on Afternoon Delight for us to go head-to-head with a couple of Whiz Fizz products. 
technically it's uh, sherbet versus sherbet, mm-hmm. but um, uh, the packaging, as we said, has changed quite significantly over the years. These are just original sherbet flavours now, but do you want to describe the packaging, Max? Uh, there's a monster type thing. Yep. <laughs> with like a scoop of a sherbet shovel thing. Yep. You know, with some of the um, sherbet on the shovel. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, mine's very similar, um, except I've got kind of a curly little green monster thing. Now, apparently these are from the next range. Um, so they, this particular design was launched in 2017. So the Superstar Kids were in between the Screaming Mimi, Dr. Freak era. Uh, they zoomed off into outer space to find a new family of monsters. And then in, when they returned in 2017, they brought back these monster creature things that are on the packaging now. So uh, Fizzgig, um, I think is the name of this one. Or Fizzy Pop, perhaps. But uh, feeling around in the bag. Ooh, is the little plastic spoon in there? I've got yes, one. it is. <laughs> so um, it's a 12.5 gram bag. Um, and then the little spoon thing inside. Has that changed over the years? No, it's still a solid little plastic shovel. Mm-hmm. And then the Wizards itself gives that tingle in your tongue. Goes everywhere if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. The first dig to get the spoon is the hardest because you get it all over your fingers. But after that, it's got a, a zesty, lemony flavour. I don't know what mine is. It says original sherbet, so I'm assuming citrus-based. Just as we were um, looking over some of the older designs, depending on which colour the uh, Disney character's background was on the original packaging, that told you what flavour you were getting. So Pluto was an orange sherbet, and uh, Donald was a tutti-frutti flavour. Tutti-frutti is always hard to narrow down exactly what flavour that is. Mm-hmm. Mickey was like a lemon flavour. What's your thoughts as you uh, have a puff of powdery sherbet? Good. <laughs> Good stuff? Yeah. Yep. When you first put it in your mouth, you can't taste any flavour. Yep. And when you mix it around, then you get flavour. All of a sudden, yeah, it hits you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, we'll move on then to the sherbet cones, which, again, the packaging on the outside of the bag has the uh, same monster designs, but the cone itself um, is a bit different to the ice cream cone you'd get at an ice cream shop. Mm -hmm. Still a wafer cone. Instead of ice cream, you get a marshmallow topping. Mm -hmm. Then the sherbet's on the inside of the cone. And uh, on top, it's covered in hundreds and thousands. Yeah. So the main difference is that, yeah, the ingredients are just the sherbet is sugar, mineral salt, acidity, regulator, and a natural flavour. And then all the additions of the cone and the marshmallow for the uh, the sherbet cones. 
you had a sherbet cone before? Yeah. You know what you're in for then? Do I even need to ask which you'd prefer? <laughs> Don't actually know. Don't know? You can't heads or tails this one. Yeah. The wafer cone, no matter how um, how much they try and keep it fresh, it's always that... It's never that hard crunch. It's always that little bit stale. Mm. And I think that's what makes it taste so good. <laughs> it's like a, the, the whole package. Because this isn't due to expire for another uh, nine months. But the um, the plastic packaging, I think it's the process of the marshmallow setting in the cone, perhaps, um, makes the cone less rigid. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've just bitten into the sherbet and it's gone everywhere. Magic. <laughs> it's like talcum powder. Uh, what do you think of the combination of the marshmallow and the sherbet? Good. <laughs> the marshmallow itself is um, not not so sweet, but um, yeah, certainly comes to life with the uh, the zesty sherbety flavour. Mm-hmm. So you can't pick a winner out of the two? I'd say probably just the normal sherbet. Just the normal sherbet? Oh. Yeah. I honestly thought that you were going to um, go the cone, because that's what I've gone for. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we'll pop that up as the head-to-head on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. You can vote whether you prefer the sherbet cone or the uh, traditional whiz-fizz. Let us know, 0439 329 713. We'll be back after this with the sweetest tune. It is time for our sweetest tune on Afternoon Delight, and uh, strangely enough, there's uh, not any songs out there that are really named after Whizfizz or about Whizfizz. Mm-hmm. There's plenty about white powders out there, but we're going to steer clear of that. And instead, we're going with uh, another Australian icon. Despite the fact that Whizfizz comes out of Melbourne, the band that we're going to feature comes from Sydney. The band is? Sherbet. Sherbet, yeah. So, uh, originally a prominent band in the 1970s. The classic lineup was Daryl Braithwaite on vocals, Tony Mitchell on bass guitar, Garth Porter on keyboards, Alan Sando on drums, and Clive Shakespeare on guitar. And it was kind of this, uh, one of the early teen pop groups, I guess. Um, Shakespeare left in 1976 and was replaced by Harvey James. And then they started releasing some of their big hits, such as Summer Love, and How's That? Uh, How's That was also a top five in the UK. It peaked at number 61 in the US. And uh, this is what that particular tune sounds like. Afternoon Delight, our sweetest tune this week with How's That? Uh, a tune about 
cheating that uh, was interpreted more as a cricketing anthem. <laughs> um, now, uh, up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, we've posted up some pics of the uh, previous WizFizz logos, designs, packaging, all that sort mm. of stuff, uh, with the question, which era are you? But uh, we want to know, what are some of the other uses for the shovel? Because there's a shovel in every WizFizz pack. Do you need that many? I guess you do if you're handing them out one by one. Mm-hmm. What do you do with a, a WizFizz shovel after you finish with it? Uh Put it in the bin with the <laughs> with the wrapper. packaging. Yeah. yeah, is there something else you could do with the shovel? Could it be used for something else? If you think it's sustainably, <laughs> a collection of whizfizz shovels. Yeah, possibly. Well, sustainability question of the week: What could you do with the whizfizz shovel to recycle it? Melt them down to make bigger shovels. Ah, for a giant packet of Whizfizz. Yeah. Actually, you had a really good uh, thing. You were finishing off your Whizfizz then during the sweetest tune. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, handy hint for eating Whizfizz? Um, the further you get down, the lower you can rip the packaging. Yeah, so if you rip the bag down, I'd never thought to do that. I was always trying to get my hand in the whole bag, digging it out, coming out with white fingers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, simple, tear the bag down. That That's an easy quick fix. Uh, we'll take a quick break and share a recipe. Uh, keep letting us know what's your era of uh, WizFizz. What are your favourite WizFizz memories? 0439 329 713 or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. <laughs> It's time on OCRFM's Afternoon Delight to share a recipe, and we're going to teach you how to make... Sherbet. Yeah, just like your very own whiz-fizz at home. Um, reasonably simple recipe, depending on how fancy you want to make it, you can uh, add a few different things as we go along. Mm-hmm. So what do we need? quarter of a tablespoon of citric acid, quarter of a tablespoon of tartaric acid, three quarters of a tea- tablespoon of bicarb soda, soda, six tablespoons of icing sugar sifted, and jelly crystals. So depending on which flavour you want, you just add those flavours of jelly crystals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you make it? In a small bowl, place citric acid, tartaric acid and bicarb soda. Crush lumps with back of spoon and add sifted icing sugar and jelly crystals and mix it well. And that is it. That is how you make sherbet. Mm-hmm. So you can serve it up just like Whizfizz with a little spoon that you can eat. Or it's also really good um, over ice cream. Yeah. So if you uh, want to go that way, do so. <laughs> um, now, we've uh, fast running out of show. Um, we'll be back after this short break to find out what's new on the shelf because uh, you've got some very interesting-looking drinks on the other side of the studio there, Max. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we'll post that recipe up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. What's new, Mr. Cap? Oh, 
it is time and afternoon delight to check out what's new on the shelf, and it's the refrigerator shelf this week. Mm-hmm. What have we got there, Max? It's a new, well, three new oak flavours. Three new oak flavours. So they're uh, normally like a chocolate milk, strawberry milk, caramel milk, but they have been branching out recently and doing some um, collaboration with various other products. So what... We've had Jaffers in the past. We've had, uh, was it Oreo, perhaps? Um, Mint Crisp. Mint Crisp, that's right, yes. Um, Um, But what, oh, what, oh, what do we have this time round? Chloe's Welcome to the Crumble, Choc Peanut Butter, and Paul's Small Please. Right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, apple crumble. What's the peanut butter one? Uh, it's just chalk peanut butter. Chalk peanut butter and s'mores. Yeah. Okay, then. So, you're going to give me a bit of a blind test, is that right? Yeah. So, I will turn away while Max... Uh, I'll try and move the microphone with me at the same time so that people can still hear me. But Max is going to pour out one of those drinks, and I've got to try and guess if it is chalk peanut butter... Apple crumble or s'more. So we haven't done s'mores as a a thing before on the show, but uh, it's a campfire treat, basically, with chocolate and marshmallow. Uh, People are probably very familiar with apple crumble. And the peanut butter chalk one's got me perplexed. I was always very sceptical of peanut butter and chocolate until I started this show, and uh, I'm now a convert. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's looking like chocolate milk in the cup. <laughs> there is absolutely no giveaway. Righto. I can't even do the sniff test. Max has got a big grin on his face. It's got... It's chocolatey. I'm going to say that's chalk peanut. That's got a... Don't tell me until we get to the very end. But um, I think it's got a bit of a nutty aftertaste. Yeah, so my guess for that first one is Choc Peanut. It looks very chocolatey, like the uh, brown chocolate milk consistency. But, uh, yeah, the aftertaste has definitely got a... Oh, is it? a peanut buttery taste. Okay, so I'm assuming Max is pouring round two now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. There you go. Just not talking to the darkness. Okay, round two. Oh, this is a lighter colour. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, okay. It's a lot lighter. So I'm predicting it's going to be less chocolatey. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. That's got a cinnamony taste to it. So I'm going to go with apple crumble for that one. Does it have apple, though? Or does it taste like cinnamon milk? It's different. <laughs> Yeah, I can taste a bit of... I'll say that's apple crumble. It's definitely got a uh, cinnamony taste to it. Kind of like... Um, what's that? Eggnog, where they have it with cinnamon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Christmas time drink. Not sure whether you'd have that one warm, though. Yeah. 
So, hopefully, going by my guesses, that this one is going to be the s'mores drink. Uh, we will see. Maybe I've made horrible okay. judgment Oop, coming my way. Yep, thank you. Perhaps. Okay, this is, again, got a chocolatey look to it. Mm-hmm. I think it might even be a darker chocolate than the first one we had. Okay. What the heck is that? <laughs> it's a very chocolatey taste. I don't like that one. Is it marshmallow as well? Is that the taste I'm meant to be getting? Because if it's I small, it should be a marshmallow taste. But it, it tastes more like a uh, choc ripple biscuit. Ugh. It's very something. Yeah. <laughs> what that something is, I cannot put my finger on. It's it's a it's a deep chocolate taste. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that that's the s'mores one, but I was expecting a bit more of a marshmallowy taste. Mm-hmm. It tastes like a very dark chocolate chocolate ripple biscuit. How did I go? Did I get any right, or was it... The first one yep. was the chalk peanut butter. It was chalk peanut butter. Yeah, it definitely had peanut buttery aftertaste. Yeah. Then the um, second one was the apple crumble. Righto, yep. So that, yeah, it's got more of a cinnamony taste to it. It was slight apple taste. Yeah. But yeah, I can see where they were going with the apple crumble idea. Then the last one was uh, s'mores. So what is s'mores meant to taste like then? I don't know. Picture-wise, what have they got on the front? It's got like chocolate, marshmallows, a biscuit. And biscuit. It, as I said, it you can definitely taste chocolate biscuit in liquid form, but I could not taste any marshmallow. It just, yeah, it tastes more like chocolate ripple. Okay, then. Let's uh, round this thing off. Um, how would you rate those one, two, and three? Probably first the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Then the other two tied. Yep, tied. I didn't yep. like them. <laughs> peanut butter's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, we're almost out of time. Let's find out what's in the Kinder Surprise. Okie Max, we've uh, got the Kinder Surprise there, quickly peeling back the uh, the foil wrapper, down to the chocolate, here comes the capsule, what is inside? A couple of plasticky put together bits. Wow, uh, oh. lion, no, tiger. Tiger? Looks like it. I was thinking it must have been some sort of um, possum, but yeah, no, it's got cat-like hind quarters. Max has put the tail together and the head must... Oh, (laughs) 
It's one of those ones where, yeah, tail goes on first, then the head, and then you piece it all together with the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. Is it a big cat or just a... Because it doesn't have any markings on the outside. Is it like a puma or something? Perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. Mountain lion. There we go. Or a lynx, perhaps? I think I've put the... Tail upside, upside down. down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, its its mouth opens and closes as you jiggle the tail. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Well, that's it from us. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed Afternoon Delight. And if you'd like to make a suggestion of any future episodes, you can always contact us via lolly at ocrfm.org.au or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Catch you next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. We're gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. While waiting till the middle of a cold, dark night. When everything's a little clear in the light of day. Then you know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyline rockets in flight